the part that I was like, heck no. She basically threw him in water. <laughs> and she told him to get up. I was like, nah. And we were talking about his versatility as an actor. So we have Kangwoo pre-accident, Kangwoo post-accident, but like with the effects of the accident. And then we have Kangwoo post-accident without the effects of the accident. However, when he first went back to being seven, I didn't know how I felt about his acting. I don't know. It just felt really awkward for me. And I was like, I know Ido Hyun can do better than this but then i think it got better like or i think it's just because i wasn't used to it so i don't think his acting was bad i just think i wasn't used to it and so it was looking kind of i don't want to say weird it was just really awkward his acting was really awkward for me but then i got used to it and i think he got better so good a line that i loved was towards the end where ramyuan was like love like it is your last and not your first i don't know it was just really profound to me and i made a note of it so i'm telling you guys <laughs> and in my opinion the trailer does not do it justice at all so i think it is actually better than what they show in the trailer so if you watch the trailer and you were discouraged then don't go off of that because it's actually better than what they show in the trailer check it out guys take my word for it and please check it out also just for anyone who ever leaves comments on spotify it's weird but i cannot respond back to your comments that's why i don't respond so it's not like i'm trying to ignore you guys i see them i'm not ignoring i just cannot type back and that is why i am recording now to just make sure that you heard the voice messages I responded back to yours um if you didn't then let me know I don't want to like say anything that's too personal because you left me a private message and that's why I'm being careful about what I say right now but in order for me to actually communicate with you I need some type of contact information from you I'm not a weird person and if you're not comfortable that's fine you can just give me your email if you want to or not. And also something you should know is when you leave a comment, it's private to me. If I consider it to be personal, then I don't make it public at all. I just read it and I keep it private to myself. That's what I'm trying to say. Number one, I heard the message you left for me. Number two, I responded to the message you left for me. Number three, I'm not ignoring you guys' comments. I just cannot tie back. Number four, if you do leave a comment, it is private until I make it public. Hi everyone, welcome or welcome back to another episode on this podcast. I'm your host, Jo Chingu, and I'm glad you tuned in. Hi, so on today's episode, I wanted to talk about The Good Bad Mom. <laughs> that is a 2023 K-drama I completed a few days ago or like last week, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, just as a disclaimer before we start, it is so loud in the background. The AC keeps turning on and off and it keeps making this really loud noise. I don't know what to do. And the second thing is, if I tell you guys something that's not accurate, then just please watch it for yourself. <laughs> okay, today is July 21st. I have not recorded since June. As you guys know, I did go on a mini hiatus in July, aka this month, aka right now, and I should not be recording. But I do want to get this out August 10th, so I want to record to give myself enough time to edit and whatnot so i started the good bad mom on june 27th and i completed it when i completed it on july 13th i think it took me what less than three weeks to complete it <laughs> that's not bad at all 
the 27th to the yeah like a little over two weeks to complete it and i don't know how i want to talk about this because i don't want to spoil it i do want everyone to watch it i think i'm going to read the plot synopsis before i get into the notes that i made basically every episode had a part that really stood out to me and i made notes of that so i want to read those but then those will definitely have spoilers so i want to reserve it for the people who have watched the good bad mom or who don't care about spoilers and you want to know my thoughts but before that i think i should read the plot synopsis or give a basic rundown when i went into this i did not read the plot synopsis like i really did not know what i was getting into like i didn't read the plot synopsis i didn't go on k-drama tweet because i wanted to avoid spoilers i tried my best not to see anything about it so i didn't know anything about the plot and i feel like if i say anything i might give it away but basically it's about this woman who owns a pig farm and something tragic happens to her husband this is not a spoiler because this is in the first episode something tragic happens to her husband and he dies and so she wants to make her son a prosecutor oh she's pregnant by the way when her husband dies so she is determined to make her son a prosecutor so that he can have power and authority and he can bring justice because her husband's death had a lot of like evil <laughs> i don't know what to say that won't give it away but basically her husband's death was not really a simple death and so she really wants justice to be served and she wants to make her son a prosecutor and so because of that she is kind of me throughout his childhood and as a teenager and so their relationship is kind of you know what i feel like i'm giving it away i am giving it away so i'm just gonna stop there but yeah so it's about a woman who owns a pig farm and she wants to make her son a prosecutor that's exactly what it is about they live in a town it's like a i would call it a village but they live in a town and you know usually like that community is really strong and everyone's like family so we get to see a lot about each family's lives if that makes any sense and obviously there is romance in this a little bit of romance something i really love about this drama is that it has everything it has romance it has the thrill it has humor like it is so good it is definitely a gem i will call this the gem of 2023 it is low-key the hour blues of 2023 for me y'all know i really love our blues because that had everything for me as well actually our blues did not have real in it but this one was just so emotional it's just so good it is so good but yes i do love the good bad mom i will rate it solely a 9.5 it could be a 10 but i'm not giving it a 10 just so i don't hype it up too much but it is so good check it out guys if you want to i think it has only 14 episodes which i love because the pace of this was so good like they didn't waste any time they didn't like over rush things it was just perfect in my opinion something i really appreciate about watching yeah it's so good this is an edit and today is august 5th i sound weird get over it i'm kidding no seriously get over it because i'm not going to take them out today um actually i wanted to record this because i wanted to respond to a favorite person you know yourself so in case you did not hear the messages that i left you if you didn't then let me know it's kind of weird because I don't want to like say anything that's too personal because you left me a private like message and also something you should know is when you leave a comment on Spotify it's private to me and then I can click to make sure that it shows for everyone else on Spotify so that goes for anyone who ever wanted to comment something but you don't want anyone else to see it once again when you comment it is private I have the choice to make it public 
and I use my discretion to see if it is something personal or private. If it is, then I don't make it public. So if you're comfortable, you can always leave messages or comments that way. You can also leave voice messages. But the thing about voice messages is I think you can only make them a minute long. So you'll have to record multiple ones if you want to keep talking for long. Actually, I don't know if it's for everyone because I know when I was trying to respond with voice messages, I was only able to record a minute long each time. So I had to send like five of those or six of those, which was just ridiculous. And the point is, I don't even know if you got to hear it. So that's what I'm trying to say. Another update is that I watched The Glory. <laughs> well, I watched a recap of The Glory and I was low-key disappointed. Or I think I just expected more from her revenge. The way everyone hypes up her revenge, like even the way the video was titled, like girl gets bullied and gets revenge in a smart way. Like I was expecting something phenomenal and I was just like, okay, like. I don't know. I don't know. I just expected a lot more. But anyway, that's that. Um, I have not actually continued seeing you in my 19th life. I told you guys that I was supposed to be done with that. But to my surprise, I have not gone back to watch. And speaking about that, <laughs> we all know about Embohyun and, <laughs> and Jisoo Dating. This feels so random. Like what? And it's just so random. Like, I wouldn't have expected that at all. Anyway, I think that's all I wanted to let you guys know. Okay, thank you so much again for leaving that message. It really warmed my heart. I don't know if you heard my messages once again, but I don't know. I feel like I have to reiterate everything I said without saying everything that I said because it is kind of personal. But let me know. You can leave your contact information once again, and I will reach out to you with an actual voice message. Like, I will actually record a long heartfelt message is send it to you <laughs> i'm trying to hold back but once again i will talk about each episode because there are notes i made on each one but i'm going to read the plot synopsis by the asian wiki staff uh like i said this is called the good bad mother however the korean title is napun oma which just means bad mom so i don't know why they added good in the english title but yeah it is just bad mother and it has 14 episodes like i said it is a jtbc drama so y'all know it has to be good <laughs> anyway so this was done airing june 8th so i'm pretty early i completed it july 13th actually that's not early at all but whatever so here is the plus synopsis by the asian wiki staff i just realized i did not even tell you guys the characters <laughs> or the actors lido hyun plays the son ramiran plays the mother there's this actress I am in love with. This is the first time I'm seeing her, if I'm not mistaken. Her name is Anum Jin, and she plays Lee Miju, and I'm in love with her. But yes, those are the two main people, Ido Hyun and Ramiran. And I'm just going to read the plot synopsis now. It says, Young Soon, played by Ramiran, is a single mother and runs a pig farm. She raised her son, Kangu, alone. Young Soon made herself into a bad mother and was strict with Kangu because she didn't want him to become like her. Hmm? I don't think that's the case, but okay. Okay, I mean, in a sense, she didn't want him to be weak and not have, like, authority or power in society. So I can kind of understand what they're trying to say. Now, Kang played by Yido Hyun, is all grown up. He works as a prosecutor and has a cold-hearted personality. While pursuing his career and holding his own secret, he turned away his mother, Young Soon. One day, Kang has an unexpected accident and becomes like a child. He moves back to his hometown 
and begins a new life with his bad mother. Meanwhile, Miju, played by Anun Jin, is Kango's childhood friend. She has a warm heart and is the type of person who can't walk away from injustice. She meets Kango again, who becomes like a child, and her life changes. I don't know why they put emphasis on Miju because her life really doesn't change when she meets him again. So I don't know what the hell they're talking about. But yes, I didn't want to mention the part of his accident because I thought that was a spoiler. But since they mentioned it, I guess I can talk about it. Basically, he has an accident which makes him crippled or paralyzed, I should say. So it makes him paralyzed and he goes back to being the kid. And what I mean by that is his memories stop when he was seven years old. So then he starts acting like a seven-year-old. Dang, Lido Hill played this role so well. Like, I was talking with my sister and we were talking about his versatility as an actor. Like, in this drama alone, he played three or four different characters. So the first one is Lido Hyun, the prosecutor, or I should say Kang the prosecutor before the accident. Then we have Lido Hyun, <laughs> I keep calling him his name. And then we have Kang after the accident, who's playing a seven-year-old. And then we have Kao who gets his memories back. I hope that is not a spoiler. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> but we should all expect that he will get his memories back. He also played a high schooler in like the first episode. I just have to say the first episode was a lot. Like a lot of things happened in the first episode. At one point, I was like, why is this not coming to an end? Like so many different events happened. I actually thought the first episode was way too fast paced it felt like it was a movie where they were just trying to show us a lot of things but i actually appreciate that because i like that we gave more attention to what happened after the first episode but yes this drama is so good i'm not hyping it up because it is ido hyun like i love it even if it wasn't ido hyun who played it i think i will still love it but i think he adds a lot to the emotions the audience feel like he's just so good anyway so that's that like i said it is a really small community that's why i'm comparing it to well i'm not comparing it but it reminds me of our blues or like hometown cha-cha-cha it has that kind of vibe in the sense that there are a lot of different families that we focus on i just think now i don't want to read the characters because there are a lot <laughs> but basically we have samshik who is played by yuen su i think this is the first time i'm seeing him uh, guys never mind i don't want to read it there are a lot of people there are a lot of people but i want to mention the twins they were miju's kids so adorable they did a pretty good job like the kids acted so well because like in this drama the town they have like a dialect or like an accent saturi basically and the kids actually did a good job pulling that off as well so i should give them credit every character in this was a character like <laughs> They all had their personality and it was just so funny. Like this drama is so good. I cried. I actually bawled my eyes. Like I cried hard. I laughed hard. I was so angry. I was so pissed. It kept me on my toes. Like it is so good. It has everything you guys would want. I want everyone to check it out. Okay. So I'm going to end the general portion of this episode right here. And I will get into the notes that I made. So if you do not want spoilers, please click out right now. If not, you can keep on listening. Okay. Episode 1. It was quite a lot. I was pissed and sad and just felt all sorts of emotions. I couldn't move on from that one part, but my sis encouraged me to complete it. And then we got to the domestic abuse part, question mark. The pace of episode one was unexpected. Also, their mini first kiss was so cute. Like I said, a lot happened. I continued watching the first episode on July 2nd because I needed a break. Okay, so I did complete this in less than two weeks. 
because I did start episode one on June 27th, but I put it on hold. Guys, this is going to be a spoiler. What I'm about to say. Another warning. Click out right now if you do not want spoilers. But basically, the part I couldn't move on from was the part of his father's death. And what really made it more intense or why it had so much of an impact is because I didn't expect it. So the scene where the stupid ass, anyway, the scene where the villain is talking to the dad and he's eating the kimbap, right? I thought he was talking to the dad. Like I thought the dad was right next to him. And then when the camera panned and they showed the dad hanging, I was traumatized, guys. I couldn't continue. I couldn't continue for days. But then my sister told me to keep watching and that was why I continued on July 2nd. It was a lot. I just was not expecting that. Like, wow, even thinking about it, that part really traumatized me. It really traumatized me. And yes, like I said, a lot of things happened in episode one. We got to see like how grown as a teenager in high school, if I'm not mistaken, and also with Miju. And I didn't expect that they were in a relationship. But then when she had the accident and he took her to the hospital and then there are many kids, I was like, oh my gosh, because I wasn't expecting it. So yes, episode one was just a lot for me, but in a good way, in a good and bad way. So is he strategically making moves to those who hurt his dad? Or is it not on purpose? There's no way he can be an evil person because they wouldn't want us rooting for him for moral reasons. Yes, I'm not going to give away this one. Actually, I'm just going to talk about this. Sorry, guys. So I was actually confused, but it was low-key predictable. That's something about this drama. Like, it was predictable, but unpredictable at the same time. So basically, I could predict it as a big picture, but I didn't know what the next move was. So they surprised me in a lot of ways. In the sense that, like, I didn't know what would happen next exactly, but I could predict the entire thing, if that makes any sense. So, like, I knew it was definitely a plan. I feel like everyone can predict that, though. So, yeah, it's nothing special. I just knew, like, he definitely was not a bad person, and whatever he was doing was part of his plan to get back at the bad people. So, yes, that was predictable. I also predicted that the twins were his kids. I feel like everyone can predict that because he wasn't in a relationship with Miju. Actually, I don't know if I predicted that his mom would pass away but yeah you know what like i said this part has spoilers <laughs> i'm sorry guys i just gave away all the big spoilers uh episode three i wanted something lightweight but this ain't it <laughs> yes yeah, so i think i don't remember what happened in episode three but i did make a note of that so i guess episode three was a lot for me to handle as well oh i think episode three was when he had the accident if i'm not mistaken and also i could tell that the accident was planned I feel like everyone can. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's predictable but unpredictable at the same time. <laughs> the white dude, Andrea. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. Why the hell is his name Andrea? Okay, I actually had this conversation with my sister because I thought Andrea was a girl's name. But then she was like, nah, anyone can have it. But it was just so funny. I don't know. Like I said, every character was a character in this. Like, so funny. So funny. I cannot. I hope he didn't kill the mom and the baby in the beginning. Okay, I knew he didn't. I was like, there's no way in hell this guy just drowned a mother and her child. So I knew there was going to be more about that. Episode 4. The way it ended. How did he get back in the wheelchair? There were a lot of loopholes, but they were like trivial stuff. But yes, there were a lot of times he would be on the floor and then the next shot of him is of him in the chair. So I'm like, how did he get on the chair if he is paralyzed and he can't move his legs? But... My sister said there is a way that people 
with disabilities can actually like maneuver their way and like get things done so i was like yeah i understand episode five the scene of him imitating what the composer guy said when he got into an accident i replayed it so much i cannot yes <laughs> so there's this scene where like i said every character is a character <laughs> and there's this composer guy who moved into the town and then there's the way he talks like Anyway, you just need to watch his understand. And they ended up at the police station. And then, you know, he had to repeat what he said. And then he repeated it in the exact same tone and, like, with the guy's voice. And that was so funny. I literally replayed that so much. It was so funny. <laughs> Even thinking about it, that was making me laugh. And guys, I'm being so loud. Forgive me. <laughs> Episode 6. So it's tough love for his sake. Like how she forced him to want the desire to eat without her help. Her diagnosis had the same effect. Hopefully it doesn't scar him even more. So the thing you need to know about Ramiran's character is like. She is strict but she has a good reason. But it doesn't justify how she mistreated him. Because it was actually abuse. So like it was a low-key abuse in some parts. And I will get to the one part that I was like heck no. But yeah so. I actually kind of understand why she did it because so at first when he gets out of the hospital he doesn't want to eat because of something she told him in the past and then they move forward from that but then she makes him starve for days just so that he can try hard to move his hands to be able to eat by himself and I was like I don't know how I feel about that because what if he starved to death like what if he actually didn't end up moving his hands like anyway but yes it's kind of like tough love like everything she did was tough love and then there was also a part where like after she got her diagnosis that she had cancer and at the hospital he was wheeling towards her and then he falls out of his chair and then she's about to help him up but then she's like get up like she tells him to get up obviously he cannot get up but it was like she really wanted him to start walking again because she was thinking about the fact that she's going to die soon and she needs him to be able to take care of himself basically so i can kind of understand why she did that but once again it doesn't justify why she did what she did and like i said there's a huge one that i was like heck no <laughs> so i stopped episode six okay episode seven the kimpop connection to all her loved ones death i cried when he asked her to not leave him he stood up period yes okay this episode actually traumatized me again <laughs> Because, trigger warning, they showed another suicide scene. Well, it's not another because the first one was murder. But anyway, so they showed a suicide scene. And this one, it was kind of more graphic than you would have expected. Because I just didn't expect that they would show it. Like, they showed her hanging from the back. But then there was a scene where the camera pans and you can see her kind of struggling. Like, her hands are shaking. Dang, I was really triggered by that. Like, I didn't want to see that. But then he stood up, guys. He stood up. He freaking stood up. I I was going to scream, but it was really late at night and I couldn't. But I was like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> my phone is ringing. I think you guys can hear it because my watch is on my hand and the vibration is super like intense. But I'm just going to let it ring. Because <laughs> I don't want to answer right now. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so I really appreciate the fact that he stood up. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Yes, guys, please just ignore the vibration. <laughs> I really love that he stood up. What was I talking about? Yes. And then, so a part of this was like, she never let him go on picnics as a kid or whatever. And it's because everyone she made kimbap for. I think kimbap is like a picnic food that students or kids usually take on their picnics. 
but she never made it for him and then she finally told him it's because like when she made kimbap for her family like they all died in an accident at once and then she also made kimbap for her husband the day he went out before he died so that kind of like traumatized her and she didn't want to make him kimbap because she didn't want to lose him bro i cried i cried in that part so episode seven was a lot episode seven was really intense for me and then episode eight is the part that i was like heck no she basically threw him in water <laughs> and she told him to get up this guy could have drowned like he could have literally drowned and he was like mom i can't mom i'm so scared like mom help me up he was trying to grab the wheelchair and then she pushed it like she pushed the wheelchair away and she's like get up you have to stand up i was like nah like i get what she was trying to do but at the same time that was way too dangerous like you cannot throw a paralyzed person in water and tell them to get up like but then he actually got better i would have appreciated if she didn't have to do that for him to get better anyway and also another part in episode eight was when she rehearsed her funeral guys i cried i cried so much in this part because i was just like imagine rehearsing your funeral because you have to teach your son what to do at your funeral like i cried really hard in this part episode 9 was the plot of her dying forgotten i don't remember what exactly happened in episode 9 but i guess they strayed away from that plot but then they actually got back to it so yeah i made that comment way too soon <laughs> episode 10 the parasite reference <laughs> there's also a sweet home reference but that was like in episode 11 if i'm not mistaken but yes there's a parasite reference wait why why am i why does it matter? Because Idohyo was not in Parasite. Ramiro was also not in Parasite. I don't remember what the Parasite reference was, but I did make a note of that. Uh, when they tried to set him up on a blind date, I laughed so hard. It's kind of selfish to say that he shouldn't regain his memory until later when he'll have to deal with it by himself. Oof, even Miju's mom referred to him as an idiot. I don't think I need to expand on that. The part of being selfish is Ramiro. Basically, she didn't want him to regain his memory because she was like not yet so basically she ends up finding out his plan i don't really want to talk about his plan but anyway she ends up finding out his plan because like he actually gave her clues he wrote a letter he left a flash drive or usb something he left a hard drive some type of memory card and, and then she was able to read about it so she understood how dangerous his plan was and so she didn't want him to go back to being a prosecutor because it's pretty dangerous for him like what he's trying to do so yes but i thought it was selfish of her to like be praying for him not to get his memory back just because she doesn't want him to endanger his life i mean never mind that's not selfish it's not selfish i think the selfish part was her saying not yet so like don't get your memory back yet because then she would be dead by the time he gets his memory back and then he'll have to deal with it by himself and i was just like sis i don't think that's what you should be praying for and also everyone would call him an idiot like a pobble and you're not supposed to use derogatory terms like that for disabled people so it was just really sad when even like some shit called him an idiot uh miju's mom also did i don't know something i did appreciate is like they all talk bad about each other sometimes but they all love each other and you can see it that sounds weird but i'm getting tired i really do not want to expand on it <laughs> but just watch it for yourself i guess if you're listening to this part then you've probably watched it or you don't care for spoilers anyway episode 11 watching the dynamic is interesting she badmouths them if it affects miju her daughter but she cares for them in reality dang the man would really turn on his daughter i had to click out at the end because not again 
okay love the end symbolizes the beginning and end of his life so far until the accident so he remembers what the hell did i make a note of so there are a lot of things i made a note of so the bad person put his daughter in a mental institution because he needs it for evidence later on and that's what i mean by turning on his daughter and then i had to click out because they set their farm on fire again oh yeah that's something you have to know about the beginning so they set the farm on fire you know as i'm talking i'm thinking to myself like should i be saying this that's why like i sound like i don't know what i'm saying but i actually do anyway uh and then i love that it symbolizes oh yeah so when he's trying to get out of the farm and he like falls and he hits his head and we see his first memory and like his last memory right before the accident so yeah that was a good way to show that he now remembers episode 12 actually before that i made more notes i said my sister said that he has a silly smile just like his personality and i agree yes <laughs> you know his smile is so precious guys we need to protect that but yes it is a silly smile i think that's the perfect way to describe it <laughs> My relationship with this drama is so interesting. I have to put it on hold for days after certain parts. At one point, I just wanted to get to the end to watch Justice Being Served. Yes, I don't think I need to expand on that. Episode 12, the fire escape scene when Samshik went in to save him. But then Ido Hyun came out with Samshik on his back. Or actually, Kangu came out carrying Samshik. That was really precious for me. Wow, he chose to abandon his loved ones to save them from danger. His mom knew he was back to being 35 and he regained his memories even without him having to speak. Yes, that was so precious. He kind of abandoned Miju in the past because they were in a relationship. Basically, she took care of him. She took care of him while he studied for the bar exam until he like passed and he became a prosecutor and then all of a sudden he leaves her. But he did it with a reason. Now, I have a lot of issues with that. I don't know why in K-dramas you cannot just straight up tell someone this is what is happening and this is why i have to leave why do you have to be like i never loved you or actually he didn't say that in this case but like i don't like that he left the way he did but actually when he was walking out he said do you want to know why and she said if it doesn't change anything then no so technically he gave her a chance for him to explain himself but then she didn't want to listen but i feel like he shouldn't even have asked he should have just told her like this is why i'm doing what i'm doing because think about it like even like when he went to tell his mom he's going to be adopted by that one fool if he had just told his mom like this is part of my plan all of that wouldn't have happened like he wouldn't have gone into the accident or even if he did like his mom would have been on the same page as him but then she also found out so technically i know it's because it's dramatic and that's why it's a drama but still i just hate the fact that you cannot straight up tell someone this is why this is happening like anyway why do you have to hurt them <laughs> so then when he got out of the hospital after the fire uh they went to the police because he is being investigated for murder and whatever and he starts like acting like he's still seven but his mom could tell like he was just faking it that was really precious like she automatically knew like moms are just so precious i can't <sighs> where am i episode 13 i bawled my eyes when samshik's mom found out about kaun's mom's cancer the sweet home reference their kiss so those are three different things the first one yes so samshik's mom like her reaction to finding out that young soon had cancer i was crying i think i cried the most in this scene and also when young soon died but i cried the most here and then i also mentioned what the sweet home reference yes i don't think i need to explain that but that was so funny to me because someone said something about sweet home and then ido smiled get it because ido was wasn't sweet home i hope he was 
I think he was. <laughs> I never watched it. And then their kiss. They had a somewhat intense kiss in this episode. Don't remember if it was intense. I love it because of his smile. So basically he kissed her on the forehead. And then she was like, wow, so you couldn't just kiss my lips. And then he smiled and then he kissed her. I think that was precious. Um, episode 14. I love that he put them against each other, essentially, to get more of the truth out. The fact that Utesu still has supporters says a lot about politics. It is the same as Queen Maker. I love that she said she was happy before leaving and his reaction when he realized she was gone. I knew it was coming, but I still bawled my eyes. Yes. So first thing I talked about. I really love, like, as a prosecutor, I love the strategy that he used. Basically, he got one to confess on the other, and then, like, he basically put them against each other. He put the two bad people against each other, and that way, like, when one of them was trying to confess the truth about the other one, the other one was like, how dare you do that? And then he said something, and it was just, like, a mess in the courtroom. But yes, that was how Idohia was able to get the truth out. And then, so Otesu was, like, a bad guy. He was a prosecutor during... Kang Ho's father's case but then he basically took a bribe and he covered up the story whatever they disguised it as suicide and he's actually the one who ordered for them to do that and his daughter okay there was one part of this I didn't really appreciate and it is the fact that Kang Ho used Otesu's daughter like we should never be playing with anyone's feelings like that but then the fact that she low-key try to kill him i was like they're even now but still like don't mess with anyone's feelings don't act like you love someone when you don't because that really sucks but yeah so then he turned on his daughter in the courtroom like the scene of her crying like dad i'm so scared and him just like saying well she's actually insane so don't take her account seriously i was just like what in the world anyway and yeah he still has supporters and i don't know like watching queen maker uh because i show my mom so i've watched it twice like seeing how politics is and how politicians still have like supporters even though they are the worst of the worst is actually crazy and then what was the last thing oh yeah so his mom's last words were i'm happy and i was like oh so i love that she died in her sleep or she died peacefully and then his reaction oh my gosh i cried so much i cried so much with his reaction i cried during the funeral when he was trying to mourn the way she had taught him like saying that i go i go bruh that really got me i I was crying i bawled my eyes yes i really love the scene in the courtroom where like he grabbed otesu's hand I actually didn't know Itohyun was the one speaking because for some reason his voice just like went super low. I thought someone else said what he said but then I was like oh shoot that was actually Itohyun. He looked really hot in that scene. But anyway yes I love when he brought the bad people down basically. What else did I want to say? So I guess the moral of this drama or like one of the morals is like true community because everyone in that town they were like family members like they were so real that's what i'm saying like they could talk bad about each other like they they can be angry with one another but they still love each other it's like so precious i really really love it i guess that's kind of toxic if you think about it (laughs) but that's just really real like i feel like every human being like when people get on your nerves you do talk about them but then it doesn't change the fact that you still love them Anyway, okay, I made a note saying conclusion is that it is sad because she didn't really get to enjoy all the labor she put him through. Their bond after this will be epic. 
Yes. So it's really sad that Young Soon died because like she really didn't get to enjoy him as a prosecutor because like when she was alive and he was a prosecutor, their relationship wasn't good at all because of his plan. But then after like the accident and everything, when he becomes a prosecutor again, it was already too late because she passed away. But I think the courtroom scene was all she waited for. Because, like, when she stood up and she was like, Kango Manse. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I also cried in that scene. That's all I wanted to talk about. I hope that's it. Check it out. It is so good. I am going to do the outro now. And, yeah. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I'm so glad that you did. If you like content like this and if you don't mind, please check out previous episodes and come back for more and new content. Alrighty, guys. Young. So, in case you did not hear the messages that I left you, I just wanted to shout out to you. What? I just wanted to shout out you. That makes no sense. I just wanted to make a shout out. (laughs) Anyway, the point is you are amazing. Also, just for anyone who ever leaves comments on Spotify or whatever platform you listen on, I think you can only do that on Spotify. For anyone who does that, it's weird, but I cannot respond back to your comments so like i can read them but i guess spotify has not enabled us to be able to do that so i cannot like directly respond to a comment hopefully they make uh an update soon that will allow me to do that but uh, it's kind of weird because i don't want to like say anything that's too personal because you left me a private like message and that's why i'm being careful about what i say right now but in order for me to actually communicate with you and to make sure that i am communicating with you effectively i need some type of contact information from you i'm not a weird person and if you're not comfortable that's fine you can just give me your email if you want to or not so if you actually comment anything personal if i consider it to be personal then i don't make it public at all i just read it and i keep it private to myself Anyway, that's what I'm trying to say. So you should leave comments if you want to, if you're comfortable enough or not. Anyway, that's that. If you guys want more content of the Dreamcast, actually, I have not put out the episode on Dream, but I did watch the movie and I recorded for it. I don't know if I should talk about Dream on this episode. Actually, maybe I'll record this edit, but I'll put this part about Dream in the episode for Dream. Um... We all know about Embohyun and <laughs> and Jisoo dating. This feels so random. Like when my sister sent me the screenshot, I was like, "Like what?" And it's just so random. Like I wouldn't have expected that at all. Like it's just so random. Like it's just so random. That's the word. That's the best word to describe it. It is so random. Uh yeah. So I started the Good Bad Mom and Chun. So I started the Good Bad Mom on June twenty on June twenty seventh, and I'm so glad that I did. <laughs> I cannot record today, so I think I'm just going to record another day for this drama so that I can do it justice. <sighs> should I or should I not? I'm Borugeta. What should I do? What should I do? Should I record on another day? But like, what day am I going to have to record? You know what? I'm just going to... Okay, this thing really is getting on my nerves. Why does it keep turning on and off? I think you guys can hear. I think the mic's definitely picking picking it up. It is so irritating. 
can you chill out it has 14 episodes like i said it is a jtbc drama so y'all know it has to be good <laughs> i did put out an episode before where i talked about like jtbc and tvn being like the best um channels not channels i don't know what they're called but i think it was a k-drama tweet opinion episode but the episode is titled as every good drama is a jtbc or tvn drama if i'm not mistaken so check out that episode if you haven't i hope i lift it up i don't think i took it down him and Ramiran, I love their interaction. I love their chemistry as mother and son. I was telling my sister, like, they are going to have a special bond after this drama because, like, what the story was about, like, there's no how you can act that without feeling something as a person. So before I started watching, I didn't watch the trailer, but then afterwards, okay, this is actually funny, right? So I showed someone random, like, anyway, I bet her... I met her the day before and then the second day I was showing her scenes from The Goodbye Mom. And before that, I showed her the trailer. And in my opinion, the trailer does not do it justice at all. So I think it is actually better than what they show in the trailer. So if you watch the trailer and you were discouraged, then don't go off of that because it's actually better than what they show in the trailer. Check it out, guys. Take my word for it and please check it out. But then when she had her accident and then he took her to the hospital. But then when she had the accident. But then when she had the accident and he took her. What? And it's so funny because I told you I showed someone a few scenes from this. To basically like explain everything about the trauma. And she really enjoyed it. And even though I had spoiled everything for her. She was like she's going to watch it. And she doesn't even watch K-dramas. So guys check out this drama. So guys check out this drama. It is so good. Like think about it. I showed someone who does not watch K-dramas. Actually I didn't even show her. I told her about it. I showed her some scenes. But then she was like she is still going. But she was like she is still going to watch it. But then she said she is still going to watch it. Because why the hell can I not speak? <laughs> then she said she is still gonna watch it because it sounds really good so yeah it is good i'm going to do the outro Ugh, i cannot speak i know i sound weird when i talk it's like i gather this is gross this is gonna be gross but i gather a lot of saliva when i'm speaking super fast and so then it sounds really weird because i don't want to keep swallowing Ugh, that sounds really gross sorry guys just want to check that i didn't forget anything <sighs> let's see anyway even if i did i will tell you guys about it another time that's crazy i watched this in less than a month i do need to complete uh see you in my 19th life i wanted to watch king the land but then i changed my mind because i feel like it's so hyped up also, I'm not talking into the mic, so I sound so far away. Anyway, guys, peace.